Welcome to the Northridge Church Podcast, a weekly rewind of Sunday's talk. All right, well, good morning, and uh, let us all add our welcome to the the beginning, we can't top Dave's welcome, though. It was just... Uh, I uh, stepped out, so I don't think I heard it. Well, just... It was go- classic. Am I glad I'm I stepped out? I'm still out. reveling in it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dave had a lot of uh, feedback, affirmation, feedback, a lot of affirmation that he did a good job today. <laughs> so, well, here we meet again, the three of us. It seems like we've done this uh, a little bit more often than, than we have in the past uh, couple of years, but... Uh, so today, our purpose today is, is we're continuing our series on prayer. And uh, the reality of it is, is, is uh, prayer is, it needs to be something that's very essential in our lives. It's actually one of the things that we're focusing on over the next uh, uh, year. And so as far as prayer, care, and share. And so uh, we've been talking about prayer. We're going to continue talking about prayer today. But what we thought we would do today is just kind of, uh, as we talk about prayer, you know, what does that really look like? And just kind of look at kind of what prayer, you just kind of talk about what prayer looks like in, in our lives, and, and hopefully that can uh, kind of bleed over and, and uh, encourage folks and just give uh, folks just a, a little bit of an idea of, of, of just some practical things when it comes to prayer as we discuss this t- today. So yeah. that, that sounds like a good, hopefully, because that's the topic we're going to talk that's about. Right. So, <laughs> that's right. so, so talking about that, when, when we talk about prayer, um, First thing let's just tackle is this. I mean, the reality of it is, is that uh, a lot of people struggle with prayer. They struggle with that being a consistent part of their lives. And for, for some of us, you know, some of us, um, you know, we can, we, we like to read God's word and we can get into reading books and, and uh, you know, spiritual books and things that help us be better uh, Christ followers. And some of us like to read. Uh, some of us like to listen. Some of us, it's easy for us to, to download a podcast from a sermon and, and listen to that. And we just kind of, that's just easy for us to do. And that just seems something that just flows natural with us. And for some, prayer can be natural. But for a lot of people, I think, people struggle with prayer. Is that something that, that uh, you guys, myself included, is it something that, that you've struggled with throughout your life as, as, as having prayer something that's consistent? Um, if so... What, what uh, are some things that, that you do to kind of to help with that? And if it's something that some, prayer has been easy for you, um, how do we keep that fresh? How do we keep that fresh mm-hmm. in our lives? So let's just first tackle the first question as far as, as uh, has prayer been easy for you? You know, for, as, a, as a teenager and college student, prayer would be, I would go, I might go weeks, uh, days, weeks, maybe even a month without having prayer time or a prayer time with God. Now I can say as an adult, uh, yeah, prayer is something, it's a, it's a habit in my life. It's a standard I, uh, daily. But if you ask the question, is prayer easy? Uh, no, it's hard. It's very hard. I, I struggle with prayer in that I don't struggle with finding a time to pray, but I find that I can let my prayer become perfunctory or I can, uh, you know, I can get, my mind starts just scattering in prayer and I spend 10 minutes, and at the end of the 10 minutes, I find myself going, what, what exactly did I just say now? What, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm just all over the map. Right. And so uh, it's, it's, 
you know, I, I'm more, I'm, I'm a reader. And so for me to go through several books or to spend time in God's word, that's easy uh, for me. But prayer is, is hard work. Hard work for me. I, I kind of fall on those same lines too, Tony. For me, I, I, I have a hard time. It seems like it's, it's uh, for a lot of times for me, it's not like I don't have time to pray, but I have time, I have a hard time staying focused yeah. when I pray. Yeah. Uh, I'm a listener. I mean, I, can, I love listening to podcasts. I love to, to re-listen to uh, our, our sermons on uh, from Sunday morning throughout the week. I, uh, I like other, several other pastors that I like to download and, and listen to, and, and even uh, I like to read too, but prayer is definitely something that I struggle with staying focused uh, in. Dave? Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, I, yes, I think that uh, prayer is not easy um, for any of us. Uh, we're, 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 we're connecting with a divine being um, that we cannot see, that we cannot touch, and that we cannot physically, audibly hear with our, with our ears. Um, so that makes it a little bit difficult right there. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a natural thing for us. Um, but there have been times in my life that I have struggled with dryness, um, desert-like experiences mm-hmm. in prayer. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say that it comes easy. Um, like you said, there's, there's distractions that go on in life, um, busyness that takes part, part in anybody's life, and especially my life. Um, but, um, but I do believe that if we get that, that point down, that we are, we are engaged in a relational conversation um, with God, that that might be a good breakthrough to have regarding prayer. So, so what do you do to kind of try to keep focused or keep prayer fresh? So for me, this is the, this is the interesting thing because when, I, when I'm going through my dry times in my life, um, someone told me one time to um, force yourself to pray um, even when you don't want to pray, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I, at first I thought that was pretty presumptuous uh, uh, thought, but the more I thought about it, it is very, it's true. Um, the times that I don't want to pray, um, I have to force myself to pray because it's a discipline and getting back into the discipline of praying. What do I do in my life that in- encourages prayer? Um, I just don't separate prayer from my other activities of my spiritual growth. I incorporate a worship in, in that. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, worship really does do something wonderful before you engage. If you have an opportunity to, um, to sing a song, uh, to play a, play a worship song before you go into a time of prayer, for some reason in my life, um, that eases things up a little bit. Um, but for me also, I'm, I, I live alone, and so it comes, it's, I think maybe less distractions in my life than if you had a family uh, around you that's nonstop. Uh, but for me, I, I'm able to carve out some time in the evening right before I go to bed is when my, my prayer times take place. I'm a night owl, so that helps me a lot as well. So there has to, there is some intentionality that we have to have. I mean, yes. there's, there's definite, because you were, use the word discipline. Um, you know, it's interesting you said the worship song. One of the um, little devotional things I've been doing recently through YouVersion, um, actually, that's what it starts with. Actually, before it even gets into the, the devotion time, it has you listen to a, a praise song. And, it, and you're right, it does. It, it is really interesting how that does kind of just kind of give your, put your mind in the right mindset. It sets uh, an atmosphere. Yeah. It sets the atmosphere. It really is interesting. What about you, Tony? What you, as far as keep trying to keep things 
fresh, yeah. focused. Well, you know, what I do is I'll change things up. And so some people, and, and hear me if this is like just junk to you, then I understand because everybody's different. But, you know, there's some people out there, I guess, respond to, to sacred. So if, if that's sacred time, that it has to stay the same, right? Mm-hmm. I prayed the same way I prayed when I was 15 years old as when I'm 60 years old. You know, uh, sure. that's fine. And, and don't, don't hear me begrudge that or belittle that. But for me, you know, I find like in my physical life when I'm exercising, I mean, exercise is a big part of life. Some of you might go, yeah, I can tell. And some of you might say, no, I can't tell. And, and hey, I understand that's on you, not me. Uh, and, uh, and so one of the things I do with my physical life is I change it up, all right? I'm not doing the same exercise I did six months ago because I'm afraid of muscle, muscle memory. And I don't want my muscles, I want my muscles to be surprised when I go into the gym. Uh, in the same way, and, and same with marriage, mm-hmm. I change up. Dane and I do not respond with the exact same way uh, in, in our relations, in our family life, as we did, you know, eight years ago. We try. I try to keep things fresh, or at least mm-hmm. I try to at least put a, you know, try, try to think about ways to surprise Dana and different things. In the same way, in my prayer life, I want to change up how I pray, and so that might be something as simple as. For a season, I do an acts of prayer where I organize through, you know, uh, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, and I have that. Other times, then I'll change it up for a season of time, and maybe I journal my prayer, and I just pray. You know, currently, what I'm doing right now is a, a method that Martin Luther had developed where you take a verse from your, your quiet time, and you find the point that, you're, that you find in that verse. What is that point that the Scripture's teaching? Then you pray a thanksgiving for that for, for that point, you know, what, what can you be thankful about with that verse? You confess what in that verse draws, you know, recognizes your sinfulness and shows where you're far from God. And so you confess out of that. And then you come up with a prayer, a petition, praying for, for what you find in that verse. And so that's what I've been doing the last month or so mm-hmm. as a way to try to just keep my time yeah. before God were not stale. Mm-hmm. I, you know, one of the things that I, I have been trying to do over the last year or two is, is uh, scripture memor- memorization. Mm-hmm. And um, what I have found is um, I use that a lot of times yeah. too with my prayer yeah. life because I find that as I'm memorizing that scripture, I begin to pray that scripture and just see what God, how God reveals himself through his word uh, and how that can be made real in my life and how it can be made practical uh, in my life. So that's one of the things that I've been doing over the last uh, uh, couple of years. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit in some regards because I typically have to have my, my, my prayer time is usually the same time every day, you yeah. know, for me. Um, and, and I learned that uh, early in, in Tammy and I's marriage when we first started having kids. Um, I just found that, you know, very early in the morning was my time. And if I waited to, you know, try to do lunch, well, sometimes my job, I don't get lunch. And if I waited till I got home, well, then I had the busyness of life. And then I, I'm a morning person, not a night person. And then I couldn't stay focused after 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And so, I mean, for me, consistency with time has worked for me uh, over the years, but I do try to change up, you know, a little bit of how I do it. So... Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I, I do think what you just brought up about uh, memory verses and memorizing scripture, I believe that memorizing scripture, just in, in incorporating scripture, is a great conversational starter in your prayer time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you just, if you feel like you just don't have anything to say, and mm-hmm. those moments do come across us, that you can use those memory verses or scripture of the day 
to say, Lord, this is something I've been meditating on all day long, and I just want to bring it before you. So it's a, it's a good discipline to incorporate in your prayer time. Speaking of verses, um, what, is, what is at least one verse that maybe uh, helps you when it comes to prayer or a, a, a verse that's been in, um, meaningful for you in your prayer life? So there's a couple. I mean, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21 is a very powerful one. I go to Psalm 46, 1. Our God is our strength and refuge, a present, ever-present help in time of need. And so at any time that we find ourselves in, in, in desperation or crisis, he is there. And it's just a reminder that he is always ever-present with us. Yeah. I use uh, Matthew 6 where Jesus is teaching the the Lord's Prayer. And I actually did that for a season for about, about 60 days in uh, the end of, of 2019. I set my watch uh, three times. I'd have, I had a, the ability to have three different alarms mm-hmm. on my watch, and I'd set it in the morning when I wake up, about five minutes after I wake up, to go off to remind me, and then I'd set it around noontime, and then I set it in, at about between four and five in the afternoon. And every time I'd hear it go off, that was my memory that I just did an old practice that was uh, that, that the old church, the, the high church would do, and that was I would just use that as a time to recite and to, to say the Lord's Prayer. And so I had my regular prayer that I would keep through in the morning time in my devotions, but then each, each time that that bell went off, that was just me going back to, to reciting the Lord's Prayer. And I found that, uh, again, that is a great base to, mm-hmm. to as Jesus yeah. was teaching in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, and he is... You know, the disciples come to him and say, Lord, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. And he, he gives a very short, very concise prayer and says, here's a model prayer. Here's, mm-hmm. here's how I talk to the Father. Now, I know that the scripture talks about Jesus being all night praying. So I, I, I know that he prayed deep prayers. I know he, 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 he didn't just pray the Lord's Prayer over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But I found that interesting that that's where he says, hey, start here. Start mm-hmm. here. And so for me, that's a good way to help, again, what... What I struggle with is scattered thoughts and just, you know, mm-hmm. things always impeding upon my, my uh, concentration. Uh, the Lord's Prayer is a way to help me focus on, okay, what do I need to talk to God about right now in this moment? For me, I, I like Philippians 4, uh, 4 through 7. And uh, uh, it, it's kind of interesting because it starts with rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again, rejoice, which is kind of yeah. the Lord's Prayer. I mean, you're starting by saying Heavenly Father, hallowed is your name. You're, 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 you're looking at the, the wonders and the awesomeness of God. And it helps me to focus right there on who God is. And then later in that verse it says, the Lord is near. And so just a reminder to me that as I, as I begin my prayer time, as I take time to rejoice with God that He is there, uh, then it says to, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so that kind of begins to be my base of, of my prayer time is as yeah. I go to God with that. But again, I, I believe one of the keys is how you start, you know, uh, of recognizing who God is uh, in your life and recognizing the awesomeness of God and the power of God and the mightiness and the merciful and the grace of God as it leads you into your, your time of prayer. Yeah. So... Um, Next question is this. I, mean, I, I think um, it's, it's easy to say that I think our, our prayer life changes as we grow in our understanding of who God is. I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a fair 
statement. And I guess the question is this, is um, do you feel like, or can you think of, of, of your walk with God, and I mean, not, maybe our walk's not in stages, but at the same time, as you look at when you began your, your walk with God to now, as you have, as God has revealed Himself to you, or as you have come to know God more, how has your prayer life changed? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I heard this, and this is this is wrong. And so, no, there's probably a chance that that some of you have heard this before. But growing up, I would hear a, a regular course from preachers that the only prayer that a that God will hear from a lost person is a prayer of salvation. And they, they, these, these pastors would teach, they were strong evangelicals, and I'm strong evangelical, so I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, that evangelicalism is bad or anything like that, but, but these folks were so, so bent on, on getting folks to pray the sinner's prayer that they would teach and they would say that, you know, God does not hear the prayers of lost people. Mm-hmm. And, and they'd say, nowhere can you find in the Bible that, that God actually interacts with, with, you know, lost folks. And then I'm sitting there going, as I've grown now, I'm thinking, have you heard of Balaam? He was a prophet that worshiped false gods. Have you, you know, the, the astrologers that we call magi uh, that came to Jesus. I mean, there's a litany in the Bible where God will choose to break that rule, quote unquote, of, of talking to the lost. And, and so I, I share that to say that from there, was, there was a bedrock that developed in my world that that God was inherently angry at sinners. And as Christians, if there was sin in our lives, then, then could God hear me? And so I'd find myself being afraid to pray at times as a young man because, because I thought, well, God's angry and he's going to reveal sin in my life and he's going to chastise me just like a parent would scold mm. a kid. And I'm like, do I, do I really want to be in a room right now and have the Heavenly Father scolding me? And so I found that sometimes that would drive my prayerlessness um, because I, I felt like when I come into God's presence, He would just be disappointed or angry. That's, yeah, I, I think that's big for especially growing up yeah. too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because that is how we view God a lot of times yeah. as our as we view our earthly father. Yeah, and so so I you know for you know to answer your question of how has it changed, I think my change in how I've understand God of the God is a God of incredible love and incredible patience and when you know he is he is less like my heavenly or my earthly father who could be disappointed with my actions and more like the father that Jesus presents when the the son the prodigal goes away and there's a dad just waiting to embrace him Mm -hmm. as soon as he turns around and I've discovered that my view of God was very off Mm -hmm. uh and so as I as that changed in my prayer, I, I, I find myself more ready to run to God in prayer uh, than I was mm-hmm. when I was in my 20s, say. Right. So for me, it comes down to confidence. And, and when I pray, um, I believe that when I was younger in, in the faith, uh, obviously I prayed some very selfish and self-centered prayers. I thought prayer was... A, was really about me mm-hmm. instead of in, engaging with, with God's will and God's activity in my life and God's activity around me. But there's also something that comes when, in regards to knowing the God whom you're praying to. Yeah. And as, as you dive into Scripture, the only way that we'll find out the very character, the very nature, the very activity of God is to be in His Word. So there's a connection with the Word of God and with our prayer life. And for me, 
the confidence I gained in, in prayer is realizing who God is. The fact that to say that I know that he is all sufficient, all powerful, never changing, um, a God who um, knows all things, sees all things, is more powerful than, um, than anything else, that, that kind of channels my prayers in a different direction. It gives me confidence that God can handle everything and anything that I give to him, whether it's my sin. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate what, what, what Tony just said about just feeling that combination when we do pray, um, believing that God's not going to hear us. God, God doesn't want to engage us because of sin in our life. But that's so not true. But also when we are diving into God's word, we begin to extrapolate those lies that the enemy um, tries to deceive us with in regards to who God is and how we can approach him in prayer. So for me, it's just being able to have great confidence to say, God, here's my situation. I know you can handle it. Um, here's my situation that I'm overwhelmed with. But me being overwhelmed doesn't mean that, God, you're overwhelmed with that at all. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it's done for me. It's really transformed my heart in regards to that. I'm going to read a, a scripture to you that kind of leads to uh, the next thought. And it's, it's 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 6. And it says, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may, be, may, that we may live, live peaceful, quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good, and it pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of, of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind. That man is Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all people. I find that a lot of times, even myself, my prayer life a lot of time naturally focuses on my needs, my family, and maybe even those close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we develop a prayer life that doesn't just focus on those things close to us um, to allow us to be more what I consider kingdom minded mm-hmm. um, and be able to focus not just on me, not just on my family, but God has greater things in store for us to pray for. I mean, he says there that we are to intercede for all people, for our leaders and authority, uh, for all people. So that why? So that they can experience salvation. They will know who Christ is. So how can we allow ourselves to focus more than on us? Or what are things that you do, I should say? So uh, and scriptures contain a lot of prayers, people praying things to God. But when it comes to instruct, instructive prayers, we find what, what Tony just mentioned in Matthew 6, Luke, Luke 11, with the Lord's Prayer. But what I, what I did about, I did this about 10 years ago in my life, and it truly uh, just enlarged the scope of how I pray was I begin to pray um, the Psalms. And so the mm-hmm. Psalms are, are basically uh, prayers uh, put to music. And so you do find in the Psalms that he, prays, that he prays for things in his own life, but he also prays for universal things. He prays for salvation uh, of all people. He prays for 
his enemies. Come on. I mean, that's, mm. that's powerful right now there, mm-hmm. you know, praying for his enemies, asking God to overcome obstacles in life and obstacles in his nation and, and the people's hearts that are far from God. And Do so, you pray the same prayer that David prayed for the enemies of their, may their days be short? And- no, absolutely <laughs> not. No, okay. no, no. But I do think that that is, that's something that God has given us. He's given us what, 149 yeah. books. The, the first, the first Psalm is actually an instruction mm-hmm. on how to pray the yeah. Psalms, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And so, uh, so you have 149 prayers there that can really challenge us to yeah. expand further than just our own little mini world that mm-hmm. we live in sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, John, I, we just naturally, and this is something for all of us to know, we just, no matter how good you are, mm-hmm. no matter how pious you think you are, no matter how holy, you and I, we naturally bend towards being focused and selfish, okay? Mm-hmm. We just go there. We don't need any help. How to, 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 you know, I don't need to, to remind you how to pray for your husband or your wife, how to pray for your child, how to pray for your needs, mm-hmm. right? Because we're selfish. We're self-serving. Mm-hmm. What we need help in and reminders is how do we do exactly what you just said? How do we pray for things outside of God? Take care of How do we make it? I, declare, I talked about it last week. How do we make our prayer more than a, a shopping list or a Christmas list? Mm-hmm. For me, what I need is I need tools in my prayer life, reminders to be praying for people that don't necessarily have a, 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 something that can help me. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I do, and I, this is just a little, a, a little ploy here to, to tell you if you have not logged on to our and gotten our internet, our instant church directory, there is an app mm-hmm. to put it on your phone. I have my instant church directory on my phone. There are people that say, well, why do I do this? Well, some folks do it because they go, well, I'm at, at a restaurant. I see someone from our church, and I don't know who they are, and I can go on there real quick and find their name. That's great that you're on there. But I tell you one reason that's much more profitable for me than just not being caught socially unaware of who, who someone in the church is on a, on a Wednesday afternoon when I see them in a context outside of church. But I will uh, regularly, I will take these faces that I see, your faces that I see here, in this instant church directory, and as as I see your face, or I see the outline where your picture should be, but it's not there, hint, hint, some of you people, uh, uh, I pray for you. I pray for your family, right? And know that you're, you're being prayed for. Um, one of the things I would say is this, meet a missionary and get put on a missionary's prayer list. Connect with an agency here. We have the kitchen clinic, people that work for the kitchen working here. We have people working for Victory Mission. We have people volunteering for Nightlight. We have all sorts of agencies that serve our community. Get to know some of those folks and get put on their prayer lists, and then you will have a plethora throughout the month of prayer requests coming your way saying, hey, be lifting us up in this way. Uh, We have a, a person I've been vetting for three years now, a missionary in China, uh, who is serving independently there. And I've just been building a relationship before I bring him to you because I want to make sure he's the real deal. Like he was able to give me real-time information last week about how to pray for people uh, and for the people in China with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. He gave me some insights since he's there that, that we're not hearing you know, in the media that, uh, that I can, I'm able to go to the Lord praying for him. And so again, these aren't selfish things about just my needs. These I'm, you know, I'm praying for missionaries who I've never seen face to face, not because I'm holy and pious, but because I have some of these tools in place mm-hmm. to remind me and to make me aware of those things. And I believe 
all of us would be praying for those kinds of things when they're in front of us, if they get in front of us. Yeah, I was going to say, social media obviously is is our connecting world to the, yeah. our connection to the outside world. And, and I'm sure that all of us up here and all of you out in the audience know that uh, um, people always pour out their hearts on Facebook. I'm not one of them. I'm usually pretty conservative, but I know a lot of people share what's going on in their lives and, and, and great needs in their lives. And oftentimes you see um, the responses is uh, prayers for you and your family or the, the hand prayer, you know, emoji. emoji. <laughs> um, but I think what would be more powerful and impactful is to respond back to that person with an actual prayer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, that, and that does two things. Number one, it makes you a pause to actually mm-hmm. pray for right. that person and that, and that person's need or that situation that was brought before your attention. But it also is an encouraging aspect to the person who posted that, who revealed their heart to, to, the, mm-hmm. to the world around them, that you cared enough just to pause and pray mm-hmm. um, for that person. So use social media in a positive way. Yeah. You know? I, actually, that, this week I texted uh, you guys, and Tony, you responded with a prayer. Yes. And that was very uh, assuring to me, and it really did. It made, it made a big difference just in my in that moment. You know, one thing I'd say, I'd encourage, if you're looking to try to try get yourself a little less self-focused on prayer, I'd invite you to join our prayer team. Yeah. Um, one of the things, if you were on our prayer team uh, this week, I sent out about a guy who was asking for prayers for his son because, because the, the mother slash wife is dying of cancer and the son is very angry with God and very angry with the family because of this. And and he was reaching out. Well, I sent it to you saying, hey, so a, a neighbor of ours, because normally when, when this, come, this comes in through our website, it's a neighbor in our community. Well, I reached out to him to just find out where he lives and invite him to Northbridge and, and kind of get to know a little bit more about him. And I discovered he actually lives, he lives in uh, Colorado Springs. And, uh, and I, I said to him, I wrote, I said, well, how did, you, how did you hear about us or how did you connect to us? thinking maybe it was through the Vanderveens who used to be members here and they live in Colorado Springs. And this guy said, well, I did a search online to find uh, churches that have online prayer tools and I came across uh, 25,000 churches. And, and so what I've done actually this past three, three uh, days is I've sent out 24,000 prayer requests uh, because I'm that desperate for, wow. for prayer. And he's like, he didn't say, and I'm, you know, boy, I'm, right, you know, he, 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 you were the only one to respond to me, and I, I didn't get that. But he said that he said I've talked to a few churches, and thank you, please bring bring my family before. Wow. But I share that for two things. First of all, a this guy was desperate for our prayers. B that is a great tool because guess what I did? I I almost weekly send out reminders to our prayer team. So that's a a practical way of how do I pray mm-hmm. for things outside of my own life outside my own family will be a part of the prayer team and you will be given specific prayer requests to be praying about uh, throughout the week as those come. And you can be a part of that by just signing up on your connection card. Make me a part of the prayer team. Give us your email address. And I think this is an important question for us to talk about because of where we're headed this year, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, our focus is prayer, care, and share. And over the next uh, several months, you're going you're gonna to be challenged to Start praying outside your little box and be praying for people in outside just your immediate sphere of folks that that need to know who God is and need to experience the love and the grace of God. And so just pay attention. Just pay attention to that over the next uh, several months. And we're hopefully going to help us all walk through that just just a little bit more. 
we're out of time, yep. so we're going to end it right here because it's 10 o'clock. And uh, I had a couple more questions, but I think uh, we had some good conversation. Hopefully this has been beneficial uh, to you guys and, and as, it well ha- as it has been for, for us. And um, we're going to close in a time of prayer. Let's pray. Perfect. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for uh, just the availability to, uh, to come to you, God. Um, just for the availability to, to uh, speak to you and know, Father God, that you listen and that you hear us. Um, God, we just thank you again for who you are. We thank you for the power that we have uh, through your name. We thank you, Father God, for the power that we have uh, through your son, Jesus Christ, living in our lives. And God, would you just, uh, would you just help us over the next uh, weeks and months and even years to come, Father God, as, as we, we look at our prayer life, our own individual prayer life. And God, would we just kind of take a check of that? And God, would you, and through your power, would you help us? Would you help us as we want to, to develop that and be closer to you? Father God, would you speak to us? Would you make yourself evident to us? Father God, because we know that when we come to you, you say in your scripture, you are near and you will listen. And Father God, we just say thank you for that. God, again, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you, Father God, that you love us and you love us so much and you love us unconditionally. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Northridge Church Podcast. If you'd like more information about Northbridge Church, you can find us online at mynorthbridge.org.